For those who don't know my story, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette's and I was on medication for almost 10 years. When I was 21, I learned something called The Secret and I came off the medication overnight against everyone telling me to stay on it and I had a spiritual awakening. I meditated for three weeks straight and my Tourette's disappeared and I created the podcast to simply preach about everything that most people have in their head but no one ever speaks about, which is what the twitching was. It was too many thoughts inside my head and now I have a platform where I can speak to of people and they can get out what's in their head. So if I could ask a massive favour from all my listeners, upon looking at my stats recently, it has occurred that out of a very humbling 730,000 downloads since I created the podcast back in 2019, that only 10% of you that listen have actually followed and subscribed to the podcast. If I could ask a massive favour from you all that listen, if you wouldn't mind just hitting that follow and subscribe button. It would mean more than you can imagine and it really does help the show grow and help reach more people in more ways than you and I can even imagine. The bigger the podcast gets, the bigger the guests get. And my aim is to grow the show big enough that I can reach out to amazing people like Russell Brand, Joe Dispenza, Lewis Howes, Grant Cardone, Joe Rogan and have deep, intimate and vulnerable one-to-one conversations with them. I want to speak to the human side of people to show we're all the same when you get to the core regardless of how much money or fame you have. All the siblings are helping bring up the other siblings. And now you've got contraception, so we're not producing as many offspring from one tribe. And we're, we're becoming self-centred. Mm-hmm. Um, first, like We're in this tiny house next to other people that all we see is our four walls. And that's yeah. it. It's like we've got no space to expand further. There's only ever four people, five people in a house that you see every day. Back in the day, you'd see your whole family, like uncles and cousins and children. There was always like, say, 30 people. You go to Africa, all these tribes, there's like 30, 40 of them. All do, you know, together, do, you know why, do you know why people back then had so many children? I mean, apart from no contraception, so shagging creates life, but just for like the same reason why puppies have nine because you might get three that die so you've well, got at least seven well no of... the reason the reason people had lots of children is because the mortality rate was really high so because people were dying and the life expectancy was so much shorter and in countries that you're talking about if you're you know if you're thinking about very poor parts of africa um and lots of children you would it was sort of the same thing because i guess life expectancy is lower so you have more children um, in order to, you know, to provide. And um, like, obviously there's other stuff to do with like lack of education um, in regards to contraception and such. But um, that would be the reason why we had so many children is because so many children would die. So you would have more children um, in order to, um, I guess, ensure the fact that your your offspring would live past a certain age. Absolutely. So my question to you is... Um... In that situation back in the day, do you think the choice of I don't want any more kids um, versus I'm so fucking horny right now, shag me. Oh, another one pops out. Do you think it's more likely to be a conscious choice of we're not shagging now, we don't anymore, or we are shagging now because we need to have more offspring to, in- to increase our chances? Right. If, or- if you want me to get really depressing with my answer, I would probably say 
that um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of um, women back then didn't really have a choice in regards to the amount of children they had because again contraception was the one thing that did give them the choice to have children and um, they were more or less properties of property of their husbands and um, if they didn't have children or they didn't have sex then um, you know what's 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 their life going to be like you're saying it was more the man and therefore the woman really didn't have a choice and therefore there was another kid yeah for the most part um from what from what i've read in sort of um i don't know historical biographies and the like that was the that was the case um um do you know who tolstoy is like the writer tolstoy nope okay well he um used to force his wife to um have a lot of children a lot of children and she was pregnant for most of her most of her adult life actually and she would attempt to abort her children because she didn't want to have them um so she would throw herself down the stairs wow. she would um drink concoctions but obviously it wouldn't cause an abortion and she would have to have these children she was it, it would make her very very sick and i think that was um probably quite common back then i got a question for you mm -hmm. yeah. Them, the bigger mammal, often the male, will feel the need to mate and will mount the female, often smaller in size. As a result of being big, the yes. female has less of ability to push off the male. And then obviously, obviously, normally, um, within 10 seconds or so, the male has ejaculated into the mm -hmm. female. And therefore, yeah. down the line, there might be some offspring popping out. Uh, why is that any different? If, if we are all part of the same... God, why right. why is that any different um because humans develop no, hang on if we've all come from the same god same energy meaning we all run by the same laws mm -hmm. why any different if animals do that as you say men back in the day dominated chose of sex why are humans any different to any other animal the millions of species if that's just the law of how it works apart because from the we because we developed the ability to communicate and also the ability to um, understand each other's emotions and to understand when someone doesn't want something um, and to force someone to have something that they don't want. Like that's just an abuse of power, isn't it? You have the ability to communicate. You have someone telling you that they don't want to do something. Therefore that should be respected, especially if they are your wife um because you know that's the reason you're you'd hope um that you respect each other that's the reason that you're married um but we are different to animals because we have i guess we have sex for pleasure and if someone does not want to have sex then therefore it's not pleasurable is it most animals don't have the ability to have sex for pleasure it's just for do you think if a, a male ostrich was that was trying to mount a female ostrich, do you think that female ostrich, um, if, if it could speak how it feels, um, uh, would imagine if you um, uh, round up all the ostriches that have been mated by male ostriches over the millions of years, how many mm -hmm. if they could speak could be, yeah, I wasn't in the mood to mate, but I had no choice. He was just bigger than me versus, oh, yes, yeah, stick it in my pussy, baby. Like how many ostriches do you reckon would, would, um be against this man more is about to <laughs> or because i don't know but i can only say 
I can only say because I can't because I guess ostriches ostriches and birds and things I don't think have sex for pleasure so I, I can't say that but um, I know that it's been um, recorded that dolphins rape other dolphins um as in, well I uh, well mm, don't know but um I think it's been recorded that you know female dolphins actually don't want to have sex but they are um obviously very um clever and have um have sort of um what's it called superior forms of communication as well um but I don't think I don't think humans are like animals in that way um and back to your previous point I think um contraception is a good thing and I think it's very good that we're not having as many children imagine living in that time period way back when and you're a woman and you keep having to have children because say your husband you know and you don't have any other option you have to keep having children but the mortality rate is really low your children are dying and obviously the more the more you have children the sicker you get and the 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 i guess the more unhealthy your next pregnant pregnancies get and you're losing your children and your children are dying like imagine how awful that must be for you but is that true the more you you breathe the the, the the you said the week you get and the less I'm I'm not sure but I'm talking historically so I'm talking about say um women that well girls that would have had children very very young so think about how the younger that you have your pregnancy the more likely you are to die in childbirth and the more likely you are to become infertile um is that is that and, true as well yeah of course so the younger like a thirteen year old had a baby she's more likely to die than say a yes. year old yes how come well, they're more likely to do because your your body isn't ready yet to have a to have a child. So unless you say that, you know, when once somebody starts having a period, then it means they can produce eggs. In the animal kingdom, natural world, surely, as soon as you can create eggs, if the whole point of life is to offer if you to breed, if you if you over there are there are animals. Um, I can't think specifically, but there are certain animals that if you have if they over, if they start having babies too young, they can't look after the babies. They reject the children because they're too young to look after them. It's a similar thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the animal kingdom where, let's just say you had some uh, uh, nine-year-old Africans um, uh, in the jungle, just just all they've got is jungle. Like they eat, they drink, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, thought about this a lot, actually. Just imagine a, a cow is in a field, uh, gives birth to a cow, that cow starts eating grass because all the other cows just eat grass, okay, and sleep. African people in the jungle, nine years old, all they do is uh, eat, drink, take bananas off the tree, coconuts off the tree, and sleep. If that's all there is to do, and you've seen your other family and siblings and other people just do the same thing, there's mm-hmm. not much else to do. Whereas, say, a 13-year-old in this world, if all the pressures and all the shit that's to happen, yeah, they wouldn't cope. Um, do you think that it's simply just environment that would mean that the person I rejects think, the baby? No, or is it natural I think, to reject? No, I think childhood is very essential for humans in general. Having a having a child at thirteen is not good for you mentally, and I don't think it's good for you physically. Just because you have a period doesn't mean your body can handle having a baby. So obviously we've come from apes, right? Imagine you've got a um, load of chimpanzees in the jungle and they live till, say, 30. Yes. And as soon as the chimpanzee 
Um, so let's just say the male, the, the, the female chimpanzee keeps getting mounted by other male chimpanzees. And let's just say in human age, they're two mm -hmm. or three, but in animal age, they can mate, right? Mm -hmm. So the male chimpanzee outs the female chimpanzee who's in human age two. The female chimpanzee now has four nice little chimpanzee babies, and then they teach them how to eat and drink and the cycle continues. Now, that chimpanzee is technically two. We've technically mm -hmm. come from chimpanzees. Technically, mm -hmm. um, a nine-year-old girl who's having a period. Uh, what what's the difference? I don't mean the mental side because I agree the mental side could be hard, but in terms of physical, if the body's able to give birth, surely yes. Just because you've say, had a right. period does not mean your body is developed. Does that make sense? So they can give birth, but it doesn't mean that it can handle. They a can baby. die during childbirth. It doesn't mean that your um, so, birth canal is wide enough to handle a baby, accommodate a baby. Right. So just because your internal can create eggs doesn't mean your vagina is big enough to pop out a baby. Well, no. <laughs> um, you mean, yeah, you mean you're. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean um, that you can handle a baby. Okay interesting <clears throat> yeah <laughs> um what was this initial talk about sorry are you still here yeah yeah of course yeah so we were, talking about... <laughs> we, were, we were talking about people in um ye olden days and the amount of babies they were having right and whether um, yeah. having children young was like a good thing. Um, no, I don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> I don't think it's a good thing. And I think childhood is very essential for humans and for young girls and for young boys. And I don't think people should be, you know, only having what, like 13 years of life, 15 years of life before having a, ch a child. I don't think that's, I don't think that's healthy at all. Oh yeah, so back to the dolphin thing, right? You're saying that dolphins, <laughs> you know, let's just say yeah. comes from size of, of the brain. So you could say an elephant's smart and a dolphin's smart. So so the word raper dolphin, meaning that there was some form of distress from the female dolphin saying, get your dick out my blowhole. Whereas in the animal kingdom, you might see a little smirk on the little giraffe's, giraffe's like, face, like, hmm, you're going to fuck me. Um, did you know? So that's obviously you, an entire... But did you know smiling? is um, indicative of distress in most animals. So uh, that's interesting because when my dog feels sick, um, she has a smile on her face. And then a few hours later, she pukes in the garden. So it's, it's true. Like chimpanzees, when, my dog when they're aggressive and when they're stressed, they smile. No, it's, it's so true. When my dog feels sick, um, like she's eating something funny or she's eating some grass, she has this huge smile on her face and she's always sick and that's how we know when she's going to be sick because she's got a smile so why is that do you reckon um i think humans um have learned um cues in order to um make other people feel more comfortable or to express you know to i guess communicate how they're feeling so i guess when we were apes we indicated stress through bearing teeth and then now we've learned to smile at each other to indicate sort of ease to put someone at ease. You smile at smile at them. 
right? So that's, I guess that would be why. Very interesting. So, um, so when, when somebody smiles, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say I'm, means I feel good. So if I frown, I'm releasing <clears throat> cortisol and adrenaline into my body, right? It doesn't feel good. If I smile, I'm re releasing, say, serotonin and dopamine, so I feel good. At what point did we learn to change those chemicals? Or at what point did we learn to create the opposite chemicals to a smile, which back in the day, as you say, was supposed to... Well, mimic. a natural smile, a natural smile is appeasing to people. But a smile that's too intense or an unnatural smile, a fake smile, is not appeasing to people and it makes people uncomfortable. What's the difference between that kind of smile, like a natural smile, and a creepy smile? Like, you know, like, this guy looks a bit weird. Why is he smiling at me? Like, the difference. So are we talking, like, just, like, smile without teeth versus smile with teeth? No. Um, I, think, I think we've learned to know the cues between different types of... Um, facial expressions, smiles, to know what is sort of, I guess I'm going to say like a smile of like safety and a smile of like this guy's off or a bit weird because humans have learned to read each other's social cues really, really well. I think the only animal that's learned how to do it better is like a dog, I think. Do you know what? Also, thinking about it now, when cats are... Um stressed and pissed off if you find a cat on the street it's wagging its tail like it's looping and it's a sign that the cats are it's, it's stressed you're threatening it but it also has a smile mm -hmm. so i would often go up to smiling thinking it's happy and then it would always fucking like paw me and claw me and i'm mm -hmm. like why would you do that thing and as you say maybe it doesn't symbolize he's he's having a nice day maybe he is stressed and that smile of enticement was was a trap because it always clawed me. Mm -hmm. It's a very good point. <clears throat> it's a stress response in most animals. It's just um, not for us. We've we've kind of changed the meaning of it. But why though? Like when you smile, why? Like when I smile now, I feel good. Have we? Have humans literally recoded how, uh, the the feeling of how we feel when we smile? Have we literally? I'm not too. I'm not too sure. Maybe, maybe the maybe the action of like baring your teeth does um, does um, make other animals feel less stressed. But it doesn't mean they're not going through stress. Does that make sense? Yeah, because imagine like humans clench their teeth, right? Which is essentially a smile. Yeah, that's putting a lot of pressure jaw, and that's mm -hmm. people grind their teeth because of tension. So imagine chimpanzee is going. <laughs> He's got his teeth out, right? Mm -hmm. His teeth are a bit like bigger teeth. Mm -hmm. um, you could say stress. Like chimpanzees do that often when they're 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 yelling or they're calling or they're running or they're stressed. Um, mm -hmm. Often, a just sit by himself with a big grin, uh, mm -hmm. unless it sees a human, and then it might do a cheeky little wave and a grin. So when you think about it, even the chimpanzees, when they are running around, they they have their teeth out, but they're stressed, like they're they're threatened, there's someone after them. Mm -hmm. And clench our teeth, it's a way of releasing stress. So it makes perfect sense, really. Oliver, we have five yes. minutes. Okay, is there anything you particularly want to 
with or do you want to plug anything promote anything before we go no i have nothing to plug but i think i might start using this app um <laughs> um no i was going to ask you if there was anything you wanted to discuss um uh, uh, mm, well, right now i'm looking at my plants and uh, i have i i water them every week i water them today uh last what are they? was last saturday no idea plants in the shop <laughs> couldn't tell you a gerani day yum daka ding dang a chimpanzee la manundu do um no idea <laughs> but uh, i'm looking at these plants and they're drooping because they haven't had much water and then when mm-hmm. i water them do you right. sing to them apparently apparently oh right. they can they right. like being sung to yeah, so interestingly enough, I've been hearing this quite a lot these like over the last week that singing I know I know this already, but I'm hearing it often. People who sing mm. to their plants, the plants grow. People who are depressed and angry, negative the plants die. I know yeah. it's shit, but it's weird you how do, you should do an experiment. It. You should have one plant that you shout at and another one that you sing to. I told my friend we should do this. I said you should have two rooms, one plant in one, one in the other, same plant. You call one plant a dirty fucking cunt, rotten hell, you bastard. And the other one, you go, good morning, darling. How are you? Would you like a cup of tea? How was your sleep? I love you so much. Good night. Mwah. And then you see the difference. <laughs> you see the difference. in a great experiment. Like, you should vlog it every day. Like, uh, a YouTube video. And you've got mm-hmm. day one, two, three, four, five. Like, one, you've got split screen. One's the uh, the plant in one room. One's the other one in the other room. And you see, like, the difference of, of growth. I mean, yeah. it'll be like the writing where people were yelling at rice and the rice went mouldy versus the rice that stayed fresh and healthy, which you know about, right? I think I'd feel sad if I was to... I think I'd feel sad if I was to shout at my my plant. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it'll be a great... great, I'd start my day really angry if I did that. Um... Well, maybe you should GL first and then override it with a positive. So you call one plant a cunt and then you call another one, good morning, darling. And uh, you've left on a positive note. Like having favourite children. You've got like the, you've got your favourite child and then you've got the one that you like hate. (laughs) Yeah, you've got the one that you like sent to bed early because it's a a nightmare. Get upstairs now! And then you've got the other one downstairs like, so how was your day? Would you like a hot chocolate? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Are you right? Have you got a cold? Um, no, I've not got a cold. I'm just uh, basically I've got a really strong immune system, right? And um, as soon as the temperature changes in the atmosphere, my immune knows it, so it creates mm-hmm. mucus to protect me. So the change in temperature of suddenly it's twelve degrees and it's back to one, my yeah. body's like, "Are we under attack? Do I create more mucus?" And then obviously now I'm creating mucus. I've got to get it out and. Um, it's just, just, it's just a nightmare. Like in the summer when it's hay fever season, yeah. I'm forever sneezing. With one single pollen, I'm sneezing my head off. Yeah. Uh, again, it's pros and cons. Pros and so cons you've got a highly where... active immune system, then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I got, I got COVID and got over COVID within five days. Um, like, so did it, I. Was, it was just, it... yeah. So you know, test positive on the Monday. And you're done on the on the Friday. Uh, it's mm. just pros and cons, really. Having yeah, a it's your it's your um, caveman meals that you have, all nuts and seeds and salmon. 
I can't remember what you used to eat, that sort of thing. Which I still have. I have I've actually I have ten different nuts now I've added to it. I now have every nut in the UK. Almond, what? pistachio, Brazil, walnut, macadamia, pine nut, peanut, uh, cashew, hazelnut. Um I have every nut in the UK. You can't get any more nuts. That's very nutty. <laughs> yeah. My salmon and my egg and my dark chocolate and my hummus and my coffee and my olives. A pure caveman diet. Yeah. That sounds nice. Sounds very Mediterranean. <laughs> yep. Okay, right. Um anything you want to say before we end it? No, this is nice and fun. We've enjoyed it. Okay. I felt really anxious much. coming we'll on this, but it was quite fun, yeah. It's just just a chat with somebody at the bus stop, isn't it? Well, no, it's just a phone call, isn't it? But a couple of people are listening in. Yeah. Right, anyway. Um, okay, well, I'll uh I'll speak to you back on on WhatsApp. Yes. See you soon. How do I turn it off? Good. Are you going to turn it off? Oh, I, I, I'll stop. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Yes. Lovely chatting. Bye. Bye. <laughs>